Good morning, everybody. Today's daf is Ksubis daf Mem Beis. Today we are going to begin the fourth parak of Masechus Ksubis. We're holding a daf Mem Aleph Amid Beis at the beginning of the parak. Today's share is sponsored by Dr. David Lander in honor of his wife and children, and also Lezech Nishmas, his mother, Golda Bas Simcha. And it's also sponsored in honor of and in Mazel Tov to uh, by Daniel Cohn in uh, honor of the birth of a. Uh, girl of a daughter to Avi and Huni Kohn, uh, uh, Shalva Levia, and uh, wishing them a Mazel Tov and Ishbizocha, the God of the Torah, the Ben Torah, the Chuppah, the Maisim Tovim. So we are holding at, again, the beginning of the parak. So this parak, just to give a basic introduction to the parak, and then a basic introduction to the daf, the parak is going to discuss four different topics. First, we're going to continue the discussion of Onus Mufata, but with a specific focus on who receives the payments of Onus Mufata, the Knas, and the other payments. Does it go to the daughter? Does it go to the father? When are the cases that it would go to the daughter and not the father? Would it, would it ever go to uh, someone else other than the daughter of the father? Then the second topic is going to be all the dinim of Motsi Shemra. If someone is Motsi Shemra against his wife, and he has Edim that, uh, that testified to it, and then it turns out that he was lying. So he has to, he gets Malkus, he has to pay Mea Kesef. So uh, we, the, and we're also going to discuss what happens if he's right, if he's telling the truth. So the skila that the Nara gets from Motsi Shemra. Then the third topic we're going to talk about is the rights that a father has in uh, his daughter's uh, stuff w- when she's a Katana and when she's a Nara, and the rights that a husband has in his wife. And not only the rights, but the obligations as well, as well both of the father to the daughter and the husband to the wife. And then the fourth topic the uh, parak is going to talk about is the obligations that are part of a tonight based in that a husband has toward his wife. That whenever you get married, it's a tonight based in that it's an automatic that you have these obligations. So those are the four topics of the parak. Now in today's daf, the Mishnah is going to first discuss who receives the Knas payments of a Nara and what happens if the father dies or if she becomes a Bulgaris before it's final, before the uh, the case is, you know, before the money is transferred or before there's Ahmad Abedin. So something, has, something critical has changed. So then who gets the Knas payments? Then the Gemara is going to talk about what the Chiddush of the Mishnah is, what the precise Chiddush is that we haven't already learned. The Gemara is also going to talk about at what point does a Knas payment turn from Knas into a Chi of Mamon? Because there's a difference between Knasa and Mamona. When it comes to a Knas, for example, Moda B'Knas is Pater, but once it's already a Chi of Mamon, it's too late, you can't be Moda anymore. Uh, when it comes to a Chi of Knas, you can't be Morish a Knas, Lebanon, because it's uh, something that, uh, I mean, the rights to receive a Knas is not something a father could be Morish to his sons because he doesn't know that he's going to receive it. The guy could always be Moda and it'll be Pater. But once something is a Mamon payment that he's owed, that he can be Morish Lebanon if you stole from the father and you the father money, so that goes to the uh, to, to the to the sons. Or also nafkamina when it comes to a carbon shavua. If a person denied owing the money, swore falsely to that denial, and then admitted it, so he's chayiv a karen v'chomesh and a carbon. He's chayiv a carbon asham. So that is only true by a mamun payment. That is not true by a kanas payment. So it's going to be critical to know at what point in time through the case that the payment turns from a kanas 
into Mamon. Is it at the time of the Hamad Bedin? Is it only at the Shas Nesina? The Gemara is going to even entertain the possibility on Amun Beis that maybe it depends which kind of Kanas we're talking about. Maybe by most Kanasos, they become Mamon already at the time of Hamad Bedin. But the Kanas of Onus and Mufata might be different and only becomes Mamon at the time of the Nesina. At the time that it's actually given, there may be a Xeris HaKasuv that indicates as such. So let's begin the Mishnah on Mem Aleph and Beis. So says the Mishnah, Narash and Espatza, Boshto Pagama Uknasa Shalavia. If a person is Mefata Enara, so he's Chayiv, the Boshes, the Pagama, the Knas, but he pays that to the father. Vatsar Bitfusa, and if he's Ma'ane Sagrol, and therefore there's also the additional payment of Tsar, so that also goes to the father. The assumption that there is an additional payment of Tsar when it comes to an Anusa is against the sheet of Rabbi Shimon Yehuda in the name of Rabbi Shimon that we had in Daflam and Aleph. A couple of days ago, we had such a uh, such a shita that there is no tsar by an anusa. So the Rishonim point out that Rabbi Shimon holds there's no tsar by an anusa. In the in the sefer we're going to quote a sheet of Rabbi Shimon in the sefer of this very Mishnah when it comes to being Morish Kenas after it already becomes you already had Amad Bedin after you already Chayiv and Beisdin, which makes it sound like Rabbi Shimon has what to say on the sefer of the Mishnah but doesn't have what to say on the ratio of the Mishnah. It makes it sound like Rabbi Shimon is moda to the ratio of the Mishnah. So the Rishonim are bothered. How could that be? Rabbi Shimon disagrees. He holds that there is no chiv of tsar when it comes to an ones. So the Rashba and the Ritva suggest that maybe Rabbi Shimon didn't hear the ratio of the Mishnah. It wasn't necessarily all said at one time in one base Madrash. So maybe in the Chinami, Rabbi Shimon disagrees with the ratio of the Mishnah, but he didn't hear it being uh, stated. Or it could be that there's a machlokas tanaim, what Rabbi Shimon holds. That Rabbi Shimon ben Yehuda said on Daflamites in the name of Rabbi Shimon that an ones doesn't get sar. But maybe our Mishnah assumes that Rabbi Shimon holds that an ones does get sar. But be that as it may, whatever payments are made are made to the father. That's the, uh, the, the, the halacha of the first line of the Mishnah. Now, says the Mishnah, um, the bedin, let's say they already had um, the bedin, and Bezdin was already mechayiv, the guy, to pay the knas, ad shalom sa'av, and the father was still alive at the time of um, the bedin, um, shalav. Then the knas payment goes to the father because the Torah says that he, get, that he gets it. But sa'av, but let's say the father then dies, meaning they have the whole court case. Father's alive through the whole thing. The Bezdin Paskins, you the, the, the criminal who is Ma'anes who befatted this girl, you owe the father uh, X amount of money. And then the father drops dead before the check is written, before the money is transferred. So who do they give the money to now? Now it goes to the Yarshim. And the brothers Yarshim more uh, before the, the, the daughters, so the brothers are going to get the Yerusha. Lois speak Alamud Bedin at Av. But if let's say the father dies before they even had Ahmad Bedin, then Harehain Shalatzma. Then if the father's not even around at the time of the Ahmad Bedin and the daughter's around at the time of the Ahmad Bedin, the daughter gets it, not her brothers, because the father never had it while he was alive, because the Khiv Knas only only kicks in, only becomes a Khiv Mamon at the time of Ahmad Bedin, and a, a person can't be Morish a Zuchus, a future Zuchus that he's going to have in terms of the kanas payment to his son. So the daughter is the one that receives that, uh, that kanas payment. The Rishonim 
the Rishonim explained within Shittas Rashi that the Rishonim is only talking about a Kanas, that so far we're talking about a Kanas, that where the Allah is, that Modu Kanas is Potter, and that's why the father didn't have any, uh, any rights to it until there was a Modu Bedin. But what about the Boshes, the Begamu, the Tsar? That's a Din Mamun, that's not a Din of Kanas, so that Lechorah should be included in those, uh, what we're going to discuss in the Sefer when we talk about the Maisiya Deha and the Mitziyasa, other things that are Mamun related issues, where the father is Zoha to those things right away, even before the Hamad the Bedin, meaning only the Knas has to turn into Mamon, and that turns into Mamon at the Shah's Hamad the Bedin. But the monetary rights to Maisiyadeha, the monetary rights to uh, Mitziyasa, and for that matter, says Rashi, Boshes and Pagam, that's immediate. That belongs to the father right away. And therefore, even if the father dies before the Ahmad Abedin, that he can be Morish Labanov. That is Shitas Rashi. Tosos, however, says, no, you're right about uh, Mitziya and Maisiyadeha. That's going to be Beferish in the Mishnah. That's Mamon, that is Zoche in right away. But Boshes and Pagam, says Tosos and Dibra Maschal Nara, Boshes and Pagam, has the same din as Kanas because there's a heckish between Boshes of Begam and Kanas. The question then becomes the Rishonim point out that according to Rashi, that the, the Rishon is only talking about Kanas. Why does it say Hare Hain Shel Atzma? What do you mean Hain? Hain is plural. It should be Hare Hu Shel Atzma. So the Rashba writes that it says a Belashon Rabbim because it's talking about Kanasos in general, that all Dine Kanasos, that Kanasos only become Mamon at the Shasam of the Bedin. Whereas Tos Yamtov says, no. The reason it says Hare Hain is because it's more than one money. It's many monies. It's Chamishim uh, Shkalim. So it's 50. So that's why you could use the plural because it's 50. So that's why it uh, uses the plural. So anyway, that's a fundamental machlokas between Rashi and Tosas. What the Mishnah is even talking about. The Mishnah is telling us that the Shas HaMadabedin is when everything changes. That the Shas HaMadabedin, it becomes Mamon. But what? What becomes Mamon? Only the Kanas or also the Boshas of Agam. Next case, the Mishnah continues. Amdabedin let's say they had Amada Bedin while she was still in Nara, so certainly the father is the one that's entitled to all these payments. Mesa Avin, therefore if the father dies afterwards, that goes to his Yarshim. But lo bagra. if let's say she became a Bogaris before the Amada Bedin, then then it doesn't go to the father, it goes to her, even though the father is still alive, because the Chi of Knas did not happen before the Ahmad Abedin. So at the time that the Chiv Knas kicks in, which is the Shas, Hamad Abedin, uh, she, she was already a Bogaris, so she's entitled to receive that, uh, that, Knas, that Knas payment. Um, <clears throat> the Mishnah doesn't seem to be mechalik between an Anusa and a Mafuta, and it seems in either case, if the father dies before the Gemar Din, then it goes to the Nara. So the Rishonim raises the following question. Wait a second. I understand very well by Nanusa why the payment will go to the Nara, because she was never Mochel the Boel, and uh, you know when her father was alive, the Torah gives the Zchus to the father to receive those payments, and therefore if the father dies before the Gemar Din, she has the Zchus to sue for those payments. That makes sense by Nanusa. But by a Mafuta, she herself was mocha, meaning mafuta means she was a willing participant. So I understand if the father's alive, he was not a willing uh, participant. He did not want his daughter involved in this relationship, so he could be tovea the guy. But if the father died, why would a mafuta be allowed to sue the guy 
for these uh, for these payments. She was mochel. She uh, she agreed to it. So uh, the the uh, the Ramban understands when it says harei hein laatzma einochinami. It's only talking about an anusa, and it's not talking about a mafuta. However, other rishonim disagree. The Rashba quotes the Tulsa Masechus Kiddushin that it's even about a mafuta, and she could be tovea the knas even though she was mochel b'shas ma'isa, because at that time that she was mochel, she was not a bas mechila. Meaning at the time that she was mochel, she still had a father. And therefore the rights belonged to the father. So she was not, it was not within her rights to be mochel at the time that she was mochel. So now she can decide, I'm no longer mochel. Even though the ma'isa was done willingly by her. That's how the Rashford quotes from, uh, from Tosl. So, so anyway, that is the Tanakama of our Mishnah. Rabbi Shimon Omer, Rabbi Shimon says, no, don't look at the shas hamad Bedin, to see when the uh, the the payment uh, the rights to the payment transfer from the father to the uh, to the daughter. No, imlo hispika ligvos ad shemesaav harehin shalatzma. It's not about the shasam of the bedin. It's about did he get paid yet? If the father did not collect the money and he dropped dead before collecting the money, even though there was already a mother bedin, then the girl is the one that's going to get the money. Um, and and so, so it's it's not about the shasam of the bedin. It's about the shaskavia. It's about when it's actually collected. Now, as far as real money payments, things that are mamon and absolutely not kanas, like maisiyadeha, umetziyasa, avapi shalogavsa, meisavarein shalachin. Now, certainly those things, even though the, uh, the the father did not collect, that's considered mamon that belongs to the father. It's like any of the other father's possessions, and therefore that goes biyurusha to his uh, children, because that he's, he has rights to immediately, because that's mamon that's not kanas. There's no way, and, and what makes them a moment in Akhnas is that uh, somebody, I mean, and, and because they're moment in the Akhnas, that what makes them uh, belong to the father immediately, right, at the, at the Shas Maisa, even before Ahmad Abedin, even before Nasina, is the fact that the uh, the person who owes the money can't be Moda and become Pater. Whereas by a Knas, he could just be Moda and become Pater. So the father doesn't have any rights to it because the guy has the right to walk into Basin and just admit to it and become Pater. So the father would only have the rights at the time of Ahmad Abedin or at the time of Nasina. But uh, when it comes to mamun payments, where the guy, if the guy's modi, he's going to have to pay it anyway, so the chiv is already there, mishas maisa, so that the father could be morish to his children. So says Gemara, I don't understand, what is the chiddush of our Mishnah? What's the Mishnah telling us when it tells us that narish and spatata, that you pay the boshas and the begam and the knas to the father? So we already know, we have a Mishnah, we already know what all the payments are. We know that there's a kanas and bush begam for a mafata, and you add sar as a fourth payment when it comes to an ones. Says more, yeah, we already know how many payments there are and what those payments are, but we don't know to whom those payments are made. La via itzrichle. What our mission is adding is that is that you pay the, you pay the father. <laughs> that the money goes to the father. So says, the fact that Anonis and Mufata paid the father and not the Nara herself, that's also possible because we can learn that from the Mishnah as well. Because Mifata, uh, from the fact that you're giving to a in the case of Mufata, obviously it's for, to the father. Meaning if it were uh, being paid to her, then there wouldn't be payments to Mufata because she she willingly participated. She was masking to have Bia with him. She was mochel, all of those payments at the time of Bia. So uh, clearly all we already see from the previous mission, even though it didn't say La'aviyah, just by virtue of the fact that it says that you're paying somebody, it must be La'aviyah, because obviously
Lamaisi, it's not going to be to her because she was uh, clearly mochel. Tosos raises the question that it could be that a mefata is chayiv b'tashlumin, but talk, we're talking about mefata ketana, not mefata nara. Minyanechinami, if you're mefata nara, so nara is already a bastas, so uh, she has uh, the ability to be maskim to such a thing, and therefore you call that a mechila. But uh, fractosis, you ever hear of such a thing called statutory rape that a girl is not old enough to be able to be maskim? So even if she says she's maskim, she doesn't know what she's talking about. She's not a basta. So when it comes to a katana, when it comes to a katana, maybe we would say that maybe that's the 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 uh, the chiddush that I would have thought that she gets the payment because she does not have the ability to be uh, to be mochel. So Tosa says that the pashtus in the Mishnah Lamatesa Malalif, where it lists off the payments of the mefata, the pashtus is we're talking about a nara, not a katana, because all of the mishnayos, uh, you know, in the entire parak, all go back on the beginning of the third parak, which starts with the name of the parak is Elu Naros, right? So the whole uh, parak is assumed to be. Uh, talking about a nara, unless you're told otherwise. So as it says, it must be that it's about a nara. And once it's about a nara, it's obvious that the payments will go to the father because you're not going to pay a girl who is masking to have such a maisabia. Okay, so that's the uh, that that that's so the Gemara is wondering uh, what the what what the chiddush of our Mishnah is because so far the chiddush is not what the payments are that we already had beferish in the Mishnah Lamatesim Alf. The chiddush is not who the payments go to because that's mivur uh, uh, that, that that's that's something that's obvious from the Mishnah Lamatesim Alf, even though not explicit in but obvious from the fact that you're paying a mifata. So says the Gemara. No, you know what the chiddush is. I'm the the Kiddush is that if they had a mother bedin while the father was alive and then the father died before the payment, so that's what the Tana had to tell me. Is the father the one that gets the payment in such a case? Meaning that if he dies, it goes to his sons? Or is it the girl in such a case that gets the payment because it was not yet the Shas Kaviyah, it was not yet the Shas Nasina, it was only the Shas HaMad bedin. So that's the Machlokas between Tanakam and Rabbi Shimon, where Tanakam thinks the critical moment is HaMad bedin, and if the father's alive and HaMad bedin belongs to him, and Rabbi Shimon says, no, the critical moment is when he receives the check in hand, when he gets the payment in hand. And prior to that, if he dies prior to that, it's going to go to the girl. Now, we had this, uh, so we have this machlokas between Rabbi Shimon and the Chavim when the father has the rights to the Knast. And according to the Chacham, it's Mishas Hamadabuddin. According to Rabbi Shimon, it's only when you are Gova. So the Gemara wants to explain the Shita of Rabbi Shimon. Why should it not be at the Shas Hamadabuddin? But the Gemara is going to introduce it by talking about something else, another Din that is totally on whether something is knas or mamon, whether uh, whether a knas payment has turned into mamon, and where hamad bedin should be uh, should be critical, and that is the halacha of a karban shvua. The halacha of a karban shvua is if a person is tovea somebody else, you owe me money, and the guy says no, I don't. He says uh, so, swear that you don't. So he swears, and then he later admits that he lied in his swear. So he has to the the, the psukim in the Torah tell us that he has to pay back all the money, obviously. And then he has to be most of Chomesh, he has to add another 25%. And he has to be Makriv, a carbon Asham, for having sworn falsely. So, uh, but that halacha only applies to mamon payments, does not apply to kanas payments. So, Tanan Hasam, we have a Mishnah in Mesech that one guy says to another, Anastu Petitas Biti, you were Ma'anis, or, or you were Mefata, my daughter. Vuomer, lo Petiti, and he says, I deny it. And he says, okay, so I, I'm here by making you swear. Vamar Amen, and he says, Amen, that's a Lashon Shvuah, just saying Amen to Mashbiach, and he, that's considered a real Shvuah. 
and then later he admits that he lied and that really he was Ma'ani, so he was Mifata, the guy's daughter. So Chayef, he's Chayef to pay. Karen, Chomesh, Asham, right? He has to pay all of those uh, the, those those things. Rabbi Shimon Poter. Rabbi Shimon says, no, he does not have to bring a carbon Shvoi, he does not have to pay the Chomesh. Obviously, he still has to pay the Karen, but he does not have to pay because anyone who's called for Beknas and swears to it in, 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 in the uh, in, in the end, um, and is and and, and then and then his mode in the end uh, is not going to have to pay those things. Shainam Shan Knas Al Piatzmo, because someone who's mode of is part from paying, so you're not Chayev Knas Al Piatim. So it turns out, had you been mode initially to the guy's claim, you would have been part from uh, by, by being mode of So when initially you denied the Chayev Knas and then you swore to it, that's not considered a Kfiras Mamon, that's considered a Kfira of Knas. And only by Kfiras Mamon do you pay the Chomesh and bring the Karban. So Amrullah, the Chem said to Rabbi Shimon, so the Chum says, Rabbi Shimon, you're right that if uh, one uh, one man accuses another of being Ma'anis and Mefata his daughter, so what's he asking for? What's he saying? He's saying, you therefore owe me Knas and Boshes and Begam. But what's his Iker title? What's he really looking for? So the Chum say, what he's really looking for is the Boshes of Begam. And therefore, when he denies it, he's denying a Mamun payment. And therefore, when he's later Moda, that he swore falsely in his denial, he's going to be Mechaev to, to pay the Karen Vachomesh and bring the Karban because he was Kofar in the Boshes of Begam. So the Gemara brings a suffix in a case where a, uh, a, a man who is Ma'ani Sagrol denies this Chiv Tashlumin after the Hamad Bedin. Does that of a din, would he be chayv a carbon shvuah like a kofar b'knas, or do we consider that to be a kofar b'mamon? Meaning, the case we had until now is that the father goes over to this man and says, you are ma'anis, you are ma'fata my daughter. And that's the first we ever heard of anything like this, that, uh, that this man, we never heard this story before. Father is telling uh, this man, you are ma'anis, you are ma'fata my daughter. And at that stage, he denies it. So that's where we have this machlokas between Rabbi Shimon and the Chachamim. Is that considered like a knas, where he's not going to be chayv the, the asham and the chomesh, or is it considered like mamon? What, what if, though, it comes in at a later, the accusation comes at a later stage? He says, and this is not the first time we've heard about it. We had a whole court case already about this. Remember when we used to live in a different city and we had a whole court case and the basin already was mechayiv you to pay for being ma'anis and being mefata v'nizchayavtali. Basin said, you owe me v'nizchayavtali mamon that you owe me the money for being ma'anis or mefata my daughter. V'hu omer lo anasi lo petiti lo matani v'din lo nizchayavti l'chamamon. The whole story, aleph to tough, you just made up. I was never ma'anis daughter, I was never mefati daughter, there was no basin, there was no gemar din, I don't know what you're talking about. V'nishba, and he swears to it, and then afterwards, v'hoda, it's quite a chutzpah, but to deny all that, right? And then afterwards, he's uh, he's modern. He says, no, it actually did happen. Bezin was mechayev me, the mamun. So the Rabbi Shimon, according to Rabbi Shimon, who said in the Mishnah and Shavuos that we just quoted, that when you're kofar a knas, of onus and mafata, that's not considered like a kfiras mamun, and therefore you're not chayev a carbon shvua. What about over here? I Meaning, what exactly was the guy kofar? Was he kofar a knas? He was kofar something that Beisdin was already mechayev him to pay, where he didn't have the option anymore of being modeb a knas potter, because it was already amad bedin. So my, what would be the din in such a case? Does uh, kibun da amad bedin, do we say that since they already had an amid 
bedin mamona havai. It has a din of mamon already. And therefore, you're chayiv the carbon shvur for the false denial and, sw- and swearing falsely. Or maybe we say no. Even though there was hamad bedin, it's primarily a, what um, hamad bedin was about was a knas payment, and the Torah doesn't is not mechayiv you a Whenever the ikker, the issue is a knas payment, even though enochinami at the hamad bedin, it now turns into mamon. But beikker, it's a knas payment, and maybe there's a din that there's no chayiv shvur in such a thing. So I'm alay. So so that so this was the shaila abaye asked Raba that I know that Rabbi Shimon holds that uh, that that when it comes to someone accusing someone of being ma'anis mafata, so there's no chayiv carbon shvua. But but I want to know what if there was already a hamad bedin. So then what would uh, Rabbi Shimon say? So Amalei, Rabbi says to Abaye, since there was already hamad bedin, mamon ahavi or mechayiv le carbon shvua. Once there's a hamad bedin, it turns into mamon and you chayiv a carbon shvua. So therefore, if he uh, if he denied the whole thing, the whole court case and the whole everything, and he swore to it, and then later he's moda, he's chayiv a carbon shvua. So now Abaye says, are you sure about that? Say Hisvei. Abaye challenges Rabbi, are you sure that Rabbi Shimon? Would say that once there's a mother bedin, so that means that it's mamun and that it's chayiv a carbon shvua, which is a little bit funny that uh, the Ritva points out that Abaye is going to challenge Rabbi. Abaye is one that asked the Shaila to Rabbi. Apparently, Abaye didn't know, right? So it was Baimine, Abaye, me Rabbi. Abaye asked the Shaila to Rabbi. So if he knew the Brisa that he's about to quote, which is going to be poshate the Shaila in the other direction, why would you ask the Shaila in the first place? So says the Ritva that that's the derech of the Gemara in many places, that Amorayim would ask the Rebbeim uh, without uh, showing their hand, without showing what their Mahalich is, they would ask the Rebbeim for their opinion. You know, they would say, you know, the, the Rebbe would often ask the Talmud, no, what are you working on in learning? So the Talmud would say, I was working on this Shaila. And he's not going to say what his answer is. And then the Rebbe will give his answer. And the Talmud will say, but that's funny. I didn't think that way because I had a bright people still talk and learning that way. So challenges Rabba from the Bryce that talks about Khiv Karban Shvua by Kanas, where Rabbi Shimon Omer Yachla Omer Khaver Nasapitas Biti. Rabbi Shimon says, You might think that if a person accuses another of being Ma'ani Sumafata his daughter, and therefore you have to pay me the Bosh Bagam in the Kanas. Omer and the, the uh, accused says, Lo Anasti, below Pititi, never happened. I don't know you anything. Or, for example, why only talk about the Kanas of Onas Mufata? There are plenty of other Kanasos in the Torah. One man accuses of another of the, that your ox killed my Evet, and the halach in the Torah is that you therefore owe me Shloshim Shkalim, you owe me 30 shekel. And the accused says, Lo Amos, my ox never did any such thing. Oh, Sharmelo Avdo, Hipalta Shinai, Visimisa Saini, or one or an Evet Kanani goes over to his master and he says to the master, You knocked out my tooth, you blinded my eye and the halacha in the Torah is that he has to go free uh, for doing such a thing and the master says never happened, I didn't do uh, any such thing um, so the uh, so the, and then he swears that whoever is being accused over here swears that, uh, that, that, that the whole thing is made up and then later he's that he swore falsely So you might think you're like any time you're kofram Mammon and you uh, and you swear falsely. Tamalomer. That's why the pasuk says in regard to a carbon shvua, the chichesh ba miso be pikadon, o bitzumas yad, o the gazel, 
And that's where the Torah says that you that you you bring a carbon a carbon shvur and you pay the the chomesh. Meaning, it gives many many examples of the types of chiyuvim for which denial and swearing falsely to and subsequently admitting to is mechayivu carbon shvur. What do all those examples have in common? That it only applies to money, it does not apply to knas. Any dine knasos, like knocking out the evet's tooth, or like uh, the shark killing an evet, or onus mafata, any dine knasos, there is no carbon shvua. So, what does it mean that there is no carbon shvua? Does that mean only there is no carbon shvua if the, the whole conversation happened before a hamadabadin? Or does it mean there's no carbon shvua even if there already was a hamadabadin? So, remember, the, the Abaye had asked Rabbah, when there already was Ahmad Abedin, will it now be subject to a carbon shvua? And Rabbi said, yes, now it will be subject to a carbon shvua when it's Ahmad Abedin. So Abayi says, are you sure? Because here you have a Bryce that says that there's no carbon shvua, and my love, Bishamad Abedin, isn't that Bryce that's talking about where there already is Ahmad Abedin? Isn't it reasonable to assume that even after Ahmad Abedin, there's no carbon shvua on, on, on the Shloshim Shalevet and on the Onus and Mephata and any Kanas payments? So, so uh, Rabbi's answer is back very simply, Low. No, who told you the Bryce is talking about when it's Ahmad Bedin? The Bryce is talking about when it's not Ahmad Bedin, when it's partial that it's still a Kanas payment. But in a Khanami, if there already was a Ahmad Bedin, it turns into Mamon, and if it turns into Mamon, then uh, then, then, then there's uh, then, then it's a regular din of a Shavua like you normally would have. So No, no, there was more to it. I'm sure that it's talking about a case where there's already Ahmad Bedin, because the ratio of that Bryce clearly is talking about a case where there, where it was already Ahmad Abedin. How do I know the ratio is talking about a case where there was already Ahmad Abedin, the Katani ratio? Because the ratio of the Brisa says within the sheet of the Chachamim, that only I would only know they have to bring a carbon shvua and pay the chomesh for denial of things where you pay a keren. Meaning, where if you were to deny chiv mamon like gazel and pikadon, where all you pay is a keren, there's no knas at all. But tashlume kevel, tashlume abrav chamisha, haones v'mefate umotzi shemra minayin. How do I know that even if it's knas payments, that if you deny it and you swear falsely to it, and then later you mold it to it? That you chayev a carbon shvua, tam lomer umal amal riba. That's why the Torah says umal amal that it doubles the lashon of meila to tell me that even if you're moel and you're kofar uh, in tashlume knas, uh, even though it's not similar to all the examples the Torah gave, uh, you know pikadon and gezel and things like that, which are purely mamon, but still there's going to be a chiyuv of of, uh, of of shvua. Say chidami. What do you mean there's a chiyuv shvua by knasos? Idalam bedin if there was no Ahmad Abedin, then there wouldn't be a, a, a Kefil payment. Because if there's no Ahmad Abedin, if the guy would be Modi, he'd be Potter. So there's no Kefiris Maman at all, they'd be Chayva Karman Shavuan. El Pshita B'Shamad Abedin. No, must be that the case is Ahmad Abedin. I mean, everyone agrees that Knas payments are Knas payments at least until the Ahmad Abedin. So prior to the Ahmad Abedin, it's, it's, it's not going to be subject to Karman Shavuah. It must be that it's talking about that there was already Ahmad Abedin. Aidim testified that this.
this guy stole, based in Paskin that he's chayev to pay kefel, and now the Bailum comes to be Tovea, that kefel, and he says, no, you owe me the kefel, and the guy denies it, and he swears to the denial, and then later he's Moda, that he lied. So since he was already chayev in that kenas, and based in the Chum hold, that he's chayev, a carbon shvur, for that kfira, for that denial, because uh, he, he already lost the rights to be Moda B'Kenas Pater. So so if the Rashi is talking about a case where it's on Bedin, so the Sefer also within Rabbi Shimon, who's coming to disagree with the Chachamim, will also be about a case of, of, of Ahmed Bedin. So you see that the Brisa is telling you, you see it's clear from this Brisa, that there's no Chiv Karmat Shvua and a Knas, even after Ahmed Bedin, against what Rabba said. Abaye had asked Rabba, is there a Chiv uh, Shavua? And a knas after Ahmad Bedin. So Rabbi said, Of course there is. It's already Ahmad Bedin. So Rabbi says, Are you sure? We have a Brisa that seems to clearly be talking about a case of Ahmad Bedin and says that there's no Chi of Shvua. So Rabbi says, You know, Yachil no Yelach. If I wanted to answer you, I could have said that Rasha Bisham Bedin was safe Bedin. That the Bryce is talking about two different cases. That the Rasha is talking about a case where there was Ahmad Bedin, like you've proven it is, and the Sefer, maybe he's talking about a different case where there was no Ahmad Bedin. The Kula Rabbi Shimon he. And really the entire Bryce is Rabbi Shimon, and he's Mechalik between where there is Ahmad Bedin and is not. That a case where there was already Ahmad Bedin, the Knas has turned into a Mamun payment, and therefore Yechayi Bukarman Shvua, versus if there was no Ahmad Bedin, there's no Chiv Karman Shvua on a Knas because it's still a Knas payment. So it turns out that the Brysa is not uh, against anything that I said, that after Ahmad Bedin it becomes a Din Mamon. But I'm not going to tell you that because I don't want to just be Dochik you with, uh, you know, with Dachuk Terutzim. Dim Kane, because if that were really true, Amartali, you'd be able to simply ask me that if the entire Brysa is following Rabbi Shimon, listening Reish to Rabbi Shimon Omer, or listening Sefer Divrei Rabbi Shimon. The way to formulate the Brysa would have been to start with the words Rabbi Shimon Omer, or to end with the words Divrei Rabbi Shimon, and then it would give the appearance that the entire Brysa is authored by Rabbi Shimon. But that's not what the Brysa does. Smack in the middle of the Brysa, it adds the words Rabbi Shimon Omer, which gives you the impression that the Reisha was not Rabbi Shimon, and that we're only introducing Rabbi Shimon in the middle of the Brysa. Ella so I have to say that you're right, that the entire Brysa is talking about a case where there already was a Hamad Bedin. Reisha Rabbanon is safe for Rabbi Shimon. And the Reisha of the Brysa is following the Shita of the Rabbanon, who hold that there's a Chi of Karban Shvua when you're Kofer, uh, a Chi of Knas after Hamad Bedin. And the Sefer follows Rabbi Shimon that there's no Chi of Karban Shvua when, uh, when you're Kofer a Knas after the Hamad Bedin. So it would turn out that it turns out from the Brisa that Rabbi Shimon holds that there's no Chiv Karban Shvua when, when there's a Kfira of a Knas, but if he's Kofar after the, even if he's Kofar after the Amad Bedin. And because of that, I changed my mind that according to Rabbi Shimon, there is a, uh, that where I said according to Rabbi Shimon, there will be a Chiv Karban Shvua, meaning the whole question was, Abaye had asked Rabbi, what if there was already Amad Bedin? Is there now going to be a Chiv Karban Shvua? And Rabbi said, of course, now it's turned into Mammon. I now changed my mind. Uh, I was wrong, I changed my mind, 
Rabbi Shimon is going to say that a knas payment there's never going to be a chiv kamen shvur even after our mother bedin. Umadin lachlin kamen shvur the rachmana patre it's exerus hakasav that your pater mi vikiches from the fact that the Torah gives all of these examples of what your chayv kamen shvur for and every example is a mammon payment none of them are knasas. Vichikamina mamona havi when I said that after our mother bedin it has the din of mammon that's not with regard to kamen shvur that's the rishol levanav that after our mother bedin it takes on the status of mammon in that the father if the father dies after that mother bedin it will go to the children instead it will go to the sons instead of going to the daughter that's the only the only area where it has din mammon but as far as shavua is concerned it does not have a din mammon so Abaye asks another wait a second you're telling me that according to Rabbi Shimon after that mother bedin the knas does have a din of mammon as far as being morish lebanav it only doesn't have a din mammon as far as the chi of shavua. So wait a second. We have we started this whole day, this whole daf with the Mishnah, and the Mishnah said, Rabbi Shimon Omer, imlo ispika ligvos ad shemesaav. Rabbi Shimon said, Hamada bedin wasn't the key, the, the the turning point where it turns from knas to mammon, where the father uh, earns the right to be morish lebanav. No, it was the gevia. It was the time of the collection. Harein shel asma. So it, it goes to herself. It goes to her if it if the father died before the Nasina, before the giving of the money. But if you hold that mother Bedin is the key time, according to Rabbi Shimon, then it should go to the brothers, it should not go to her. For 22 years, Rabbi and Rabbi Yosef struggled with this kasha. So you learn a lot from that. that they, uh, they, they didn't just forget about it. For 22 years, they struggled with this kasha and they couldn't come up with an answer. How do you miss a Mishnah? The Mishnah says clearly that according to Rabbi Shimon, Shimon, it's a fair Mishnah. Then according to Rabbi Shimon, the, the Shas Nesina counts. Adi Yosef, Rav Yosef, until Rav Yosef became Rosh Hashiva, meaning uh, the, uh, the, the Rabbah was appointed Rosh Hashiva and he was stood in that uh, position for 22 years. After he died, Rav Yosef took over. Now Rav Yosef was a Sinai, Rabbah was an Oker Harim. So uh, there was a Besiata Deshmaya that the Rashi points out that they were able to uh, to, to be poshit as Shaila when Rav Yosef became the Rosh Hashiva because HaKadosh Baruch Hu wanted to sort of give an assist to Rav Yosef, the people should be Mechabidim. Sometimes people aren't Mechabid the Sinai as much as the Oker Harim because uh, it's not as his, his uh, Shiurim are not as, uh, so, you know, spectacular spectacular, there's not as much fireworks, so he wanted to show that he was able to be posted to Shaila that, had, that they've been working on for 22 years. So Rav Yosef got up with Pirka and he, he answered as follows, that Shaini Hassan, the Knas of Onus and Mufat is different than all of the Knasos. Rabbah is telling us that normally by Dine Knasos, Hamad Abedin is the key time, and Rabbi Shimon will be Moda, that Hamad Abedin is the key, the key time period that you're looking at. You know, you know why in our Mishnah he said that the Shas Nesina is what matters. Xerus Hakasuf Onus Mufata. The Knas of Onus Mufata is different. It's Xerus Hakasuf that it's the Shas Nesina. Elameata Xerus Hakasuf. Why? Because he used the term Nesina. Gabeyevet the Chesiv Kesef Shalshim Shkalim Yitain La Adonav. Hachinami Lozuk Sator La Adonav El Mishas Nesina. The word Yitain appears by Shalshim Shalavit also, so that should also be only Mishas Nesina. No, no Yitain Luchud 
v'nasan lechud. Yitain is different than v'nasan. So the Meshchach explains that uh, v'nasan is really a, a lashon avar. Nasan is a lashon avar. The vav at the beginning turns it into a tzivoy. But yitain is purely a lashon of tzivoy. So by onus where it says v'nasan, which is really a lashon avar, so uh, we could darshan that the knas doesn't belong to the father until he actually receives it. Nasan, where it's already happened, where the nasin has already happened. But by Shloshim Shalavit, it's Yitain. You should give it. You will give it. So you see, it belongs to the father, even though it has not yet actually been given. Iach, if that's the case, Tamalomar Vekichesh, Tamalomar Nasami Vaile. We're highlighting the wrong word. Instead of saying Tamalomar Vekichesh, we should have said Tamalomar Vinasan. If you want to tell me how I know that there's no carbon Shavua on the uh, the Knas. So Amrava, Kiyisrach Vekichesh. No, you know, you know when the case is that we need Vekichesh to tell me that a Knas of Onus uh, and and other Knas uh, that, that, uh, uh, that you're not Chayav a carbon Shavua for. The case is the Yatsayev Namida Bedin and Basin is Machayev to pay the father, and then the girl becomes a Bogares, where she's Zoch and the Knas and not the father. So Umesa, and then she dies, Bibagrusa, before you, uh, you, 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 uh, before you paid the Knas. Because in that case, the father's not taking the Knas, Mikach, his own rights, he's taking the Knas because he was Yorish that from his daughter. So that that you can't learn from Venasan that there's no Chiv Kabran Shvua on the denial of that uh, payment because uh, the Shas Nesina didn't come yet because that, that Miyut is only when the Tashlum is to the father but when the daughter herself is Zoch in the Knas so it's Mam and Gamur even before it's, it, it, she, she receives it so in such a Knas in such a case the Knas of Onus and is not different than other Knasos and that's where Rabbi Shimon had to be Mimayit that Knas with the other Knasos from a Kabran Shvua from the word Vikich Normally, in a regular Knas case, you don't need Vikichesh to be reminded from a uh, from a carbon shvua i hachi yatsu elu shein knas mamon hu so why does it say yatsu elu shein knas it's it's mamon legabe every alacha he can't be apart uh, from it by being moda so I'm not going to yisrak yatsu elu shei current knas now the point is that uh, anything that started as a knas payment is not subject to a shvua to 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 uh, is not subject to the carbon shvua anything that that started as a knas payment even though it has since turned into a mamon Payment. Okay, but we'll finish up that sugya tomorrow with Ace today.